Chapter 11, The Challenge I'm going to go out and do it, and show myself that it's possible, because possibility is very contagious. If you show yourself that something is possible in your life that you once thought was impossible, that's going to give you confidence throughout your whole entire life. And so one thing I do is, every single week, I try to do something that pops into my mind, easier said than done, or, that's impossible, and I go out there and do it. And I show myself that it is possible, so that helps me overcome fear. Trent Shelton You have been exposed to the success habits of the world's richest as well as most fulfilled human beings on the planet. Now it's time for you to reach new heights. You can have everything you've dreamed about. Wealth, a great job, a terrific business, and incredible relationships. It doesn't have to be a wonderful thought anymore. It can be your reality, and all of it is within reach. So what's holding you back? Well, if you're like a lot of people, you listened to these words, got inspired, started dreaming about what's possible, and glimpsed where you might go. Maybe you even had a clear and powerful vision. Your thoughts might have included all the positive things that could happen if you don't let the villain within sabotage you. If you change your story from limiting to limitless, you can envision how this type of change would affect your life. You get the success habits, the happiness habits, the success hacks. It all makes sense, and you're inspired by the stories I've told you. Stories of people just like you who have transformed their lives. Some of my stories might even have made you think, if this guy can do it, I surely can. So why the heck would you or anyone ever struggle to get started? Because the idea of making changes in your life can be overwhelming and scary. Your subconscious found a place to be safe and doesn't want to stray. But safe doesn't mean happy, fulfilled, or financially prosperous. And that's just what's going on below the surface. On a conscious level, you've got a lot going on. You've got bills to pay, jobs to do, chores to tackle. As much as you want to start making these success habits part of your life, you've got to take action. You've got to do stuff. I get it. I've been stuck in that place between thought and action. The good news is, I know how to get unstuck. And I'm going to share that with you right now, so this book isn't just a good inspirational read but your roadmap to action. First Steps Have you ever tried talking yourself into changing through sheer willpower or pep talks? That approach can usually work for a little while, but it's not enough. You need to focus on one small step at a time and also on what's doable and feel the change you're imagining. This is where your motivation will come from. This is how you'll kickstart yourself into action. So here's how to start a small, doable sprint. I bet you can imagine doing anything for 90 days. It's a tiny slice of your life. Think of it as a testing period where you'll see results that will become addicting. So let's break it down to 90 days, what I like to call a sprint. As essential as it is to visualize what your life will be like in 12 months and even 12 years from now, you need a sprint to reinforce change today. I want to chunk your to-do list down to a biteable size. Go ahead and imagine it's 90 days from today and you've made some astonishing shifts in your life. Follow the process I shared in Chapter 1. Pretend it's 90 days into the future and it was just the best 90 days of your entire life. What does that look like? Who did you say yes to? Who did you say no to? Did you ask for the raise? Did you quit your job? Did you register your new company's name? Hire your first employee? Start the marketing ramp up for your current company or hire a CFO. What does the greatest 90 days of your life look like? 
You can focus on your income or career, and you can also project these 90 days into any area of your life. To help give you even more clarity on how to do this sprint, answer the following questions in writing from the perspective of 90 days into the future, looking backwards. What specifically happened during the past 90 days? What has changed in your job, your business, your relationships, your community? What success habits have you introduced into your life? What habits did you replace that weren't serving you well? How did you get those new success habits into your life? What actions did you take to make things happen? What did you say or do that created this change? With all of your positive shifts and accomplishments, how do you feel emotionally? Where is your confidence level, your happiness level, and whom do you see when you look in the mirror? Who are you spending more time with and who less? What is your state of mind like? What are you grateful for? Imagine it as if you were in the future looking back. Then use your pen or the keys on your computer to write down the specific actions you need to take to make this imagined scenario your reality. Remember, these are action steps for only the next 90 days. They're not designed to achieve your ultimate goals. They're just to get you moving in the right direction. So think about what you need to do to get that great job or a promotion or start a new business. What will get you moving in the right direction? Answer that and you've given yourself a map and transportation to get you to the place you want to be. Here's the linchpin to make this 90-day sprint become your reality. Stop doing so much busy work, tasks that are meaningless to your goals, and make sure that more than 50% of your daily activities focus on the action steps to meet your 90-day goals. Yes, it can be that simple. Get off the treadmill and start running up a ladder as the following example illustrates. From the machine shop to the penthouse. Matt Larson was a machine shop worker in his early 20s, struggling with depression. He looked at his fellow workers and spotted a guy in his 70s who was only making about 10% more than Matt was earning. For Matt, that was his future. He was a smart guy who worked hard, but he wasn't making much money. He got one of my books, was inspired, and chose to get involved in real estate. Matt did this despite receiving criticism for his choice from friends, family, and his girlfriend, who called him a dreamer and ended up breaking up with him. Like many entrepreneurs, Matt had to go against the grain and follow his gut, despite how overwhelmed he felt when he did so. I met Matt, did some personal mentoring, and taught him exactly what I'm sharing with you in this 90-day sprint. I told Matt that he was looking for too much, too quickly, and that he was in danger of returning to his old routines because he was so overwhelmed. So let's look at 90 days, I suggested. Let's pretend it's 90 days from now and it was the best 90 days of your life. Looking back, what do you observe? Matt responded that he'd be doing five wholesale real estate deals a month and making $70,000 monthly. He added that he saw himself as being more confident and not feeling insecure. More than that, he observed that he wouldn't have to worry about his bills because they were all paid on time and that he had helped his parents to retire. They were getting on in years and stressed about having to keep working. Finally, he said, I'd like to prove to my friends that I'm smart enough to do this and I'd like to look in the mirror and know that I am in control of my own destiny. Then he said, Okay, dude, what do you have to do to make that happen? Matt's action steps were different than he had thought. He realized that much of his time was consumed by busy work, 
and one of his first listed actions was to hire a great personal assistant to take everything off his plate that didn't have to do with making money. He also listed his need to get up an hour earlier to hit the gym in order to feel healthy and have the energy to get through the day. He decided to stop having cocktails when he was stressed, as well as avoiding the negative people in his life. In the extra time that he possessed because of his intention to hire a personal assistant, he would create a unique marketing plan to target real estate customers using direct mail, Facebook, and Craigslist. Matt focused his time on implementing these action steps in his 90-day sprint and ignored all the time drains that were essentially busy work. At the end of the 90 days, he reached every one of his goals. His parents retired. He did even more deals than had been in his ambitious projection, and he found an amazing personal assistant who's gone on to be someone who runs his company. Matt has gone on to do over 3,000 real estate transactions, and he's one of the greatest real estate investors I know. And he was an inch away from doing none of these things because he received negative responses to his plans and because he was overwhelmed with the difficulty of changing his life. No one in his family had ever made money, gone to college, or even owned a house. But Matt pushed past these obstacles in large part because the 90-day sprint gave him a short, doable process to get him on the path he wanted. You have massive potential. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, Dean doesn't know me. I'm not special like Matt. This may work for other people, but I'm not sure it will work for someone like me. Well, here's the truth. You've got incredible potential. I write this without ever having met you, but I know from experience that every person is capable of making small shifts in his or her life that can lead to big success. The question is, will you realize your potential? I absolutely believe you will, but first you have to get past one of the biggest delusions that most people have. Others are gifted and have advantages, making their road to success easier than your path. Yes, there are super tall people who have an advantage playing basketball. Yes, there are brilliant people who are natural mathematicians and can do complex calculations in minutes that most of us would puzzle over for hours. The words gifted and lucky get thrown around a lot. Yet when you do your research on those who excel, who go to the next level of life and reach their full potential, you see two very important things that most high achievers have in common. They believe in themselves and their vision, and they practice hard. They use grit to get the results they desire rather than standing on the sidelines wishing they were gifted. Tiger Woods is no longer the most dominant athlete in the world, but no one in the history of golf ever played at his level when he was in his prime. Was Tiger just another gifted athlete? Did he get lucky? Or maybe his success had a lot to do with the fact that he practiced his craft every day from the time he was five years old. When many NFL athletes vacationed in the summer until training camp, for many seasons Peyton Manning stayed home and watched tapes and practice. The same holds true for any person who created wealth and abundance. Did they succeed because they were special, gifted, or got lucky? Or was it because they were willing to roll up their sleeves and take the right actions, and do it over and over, even when they hit obstacles? Why am I sharing this? Because the success habits I've described don't work unless you work them. The difference between those who take advantage of them and those who just think about taking advantage of them is that the former exhibit grit. To me, grit is stick to itiveness It's persistence. It's being willing to go the extra mile to get what you want. 
How badly do you want to get to that next level of life? Do you get depressed knowing there's more you can accomplish, yet haven't? The good news is you don't have to settle. Not another day. You don't have to go through life asking, what if? You don't have to fret and fume about your unrealized potential. You can have everything you want and deserve, but to achieve it, you can't give in to the naysayers. And it just won't happen by hoping it will. As the Nike saying goes, it's time to just do it. Counter the Critics Those who achieve the most are the ones who push through obstacles, even when no one else believes in them. They do what it takes to steadily put these success habits in place, and if something doesn't go exactly as they planned, they don't get discouraged or give up. If you look at businesses that have had massive breakthroughs, most of them at one point were on the brink of failure, if not bankruptcy, and most founders of these businesses were told their ideas would never work. You see, critics are judgmental types of people that successful people make a habit of ignoring. Critics are often pessimists who gave up on their dreams. Their bitterness causes them to tell others why they can't do, have, or be something. If you'd like a more abundant life, then you must believe in yourself and not rely on others for encouragement or support. Sounds harsh, but it's your path to freedom. Once you break through, you can expect a new group of supportive people to appear in your life. I'm not suggesting that you should hate the naysayers you know, but you must go against your peers if they insist you can't do something. They may be friends, family, work colleagues, and others who tell you you can't succeed for their own reasons, not based on who you are and what you're capable of achieving. You may have to stand up to some of your peers and say, I appreciate your opinion, but don't tell me what I can't do. Maintain faith in yourself that you can do anything you set your mind to. Find the why of your life like we talked about in Chapter 1 and stare at that goal no matter who gets in your way and no matter who says it's foolish. You see, once you know where you want to go, you've got to do everything you can to get there, despite what others might tell you. In fact, you might have to do the opposite of what most people around you are doing, and it will probably feel odd. But if you continue to do what the people around you do, you will continue to get what they get. And if they're not living the life that you desire and deserve, then you have to do the opposite. You're going to have to differentiate yourself from your peers, and I'm not saying you should do it with an elitist mindset or by letting your ego be in charge. Instead, your true purpose needs to be in charge. Best Practices Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to have ever played the game, and he said, You can practice shooting eight hours a day, but if your technique is wrong, then all you become is very good at shooting the wrong way. Get the fundamentals down, and the level of everything you do will rise. I've talked a lot about the value of persistence and grit, about practicing and using new skills until they are a part of you. And as I've emphasized, some of the mega-successful people I know have achieved what they've achieved through sheer determination. They put the success habits to use over and over and over until they were part of their DNA. And yes, Practice makes perfect, but as stated clearly by MJ, you have to be practicing the right types of things. My son is only seven years old right now, and he's been playing baseball since he was three. And I must say, the practice that he's put in has made him one heck of a little ball player. This previous season, he went 25 for 29 and barely missed a ball in the field. 
Watching this evolution and the praise he gets, my daughter Brianna decided that she wanted to play softball. So a year and a half ago, she joined a team, not knowing anything about the game. She jumped in, practiced, and had a really solid first year. The second year, it moved to kids pitching rather than coaches pitching. If you've never watched girls softball, you might not realize how complex the pitching motion is. There's the wind-up, the push-off, and the releasing of the ball off the hip. It's something I still can't do great, but I am trying to learn for Bree. But three games into the season, my daughter realized, we don't really have one really good pitcher on our team, and the games become very boring because of it. At their age, if a girl can't throw a strike, the teams hit the five-run rule, and it's off to the next inning. Sometimes it's like watching paint dry or grass grow. Whether it was to stop the games from being boring or to be more in the spotlight, my daughter said, Dad, I want to pitch. Keep in mind she had never pitched before. I said, the only way this happens is if you can prove to me that you really want it and you practice, you show your grit. So we watched a bunch of YouTube videos. We got the right format, the right form. I set up a plate behind my house and my daughter went to work pitching every single day with me. Finally, she reached a point where I told the other coach, I think Bree could be ready for a couple of innings. And it just so happened to be during a game when our pitching was falling apart. So they put my daughter in, and she struck out the first batter. She ended up doing amazingly well that game, and they won. She went on to do well for the next few games. But what I noticed was that Bree had a couple of weird habits that I hadn't seen in any YouTube training videos, so I hired a coach. When he showed up, he came in and messed with her flow. He changed the way she held the ball, and he changed the way she was stepping. Now you may think to yourself, why would you mess with somebody who's doing well? And that's a great question. It's because the coach I hired explained to me that her method will get her some strikes, but if she wanted to get better, and she did, that style will never let her evolve past being a great 9-year-old pitcher. He explained that if she's 12 with that pitching style, then she'll get clobbered. So as frustrated as my daughter was to make the change, I encouraged her to do it. She was putting in the practice, so she may as well be doing it the right way. Do you know what happened in the next game that my daughter pitched? It was her worst outing ever. She was pitching with the right form, but she couldn't throw a strike. She got done with that game and cried, and was really mad at me for messing with her pitching style. And what I explained to her is what I'm explaining to you right now. You can practice the wrong way and still be okay, but you can only reach your full potential by practicing the right way. Yes, it wasn't easy for a nine-year-old to digest this truth. I hope it will be easier for you. If I had let her put the time, effort, and energy into practicing the wrong way, it would have taken even more time to unwind those wrong habits she was forming. Eventually, Bree understood this notion of practicing right and now she is practicing every day with the right form, and she's getting in the groove of a pitcher who could go on to compete at any level she wants. Remember, too, that the habits that may have helped you achieve something at one point in your life may not help you today. The habits that took you out of Egypt are not the habits that will take you to the promised land. I hope my coaching messes up your current game the way it messed up my daughter's. As you start putting your new success habits to work, you'll see the difference between old and new. At first, these habits may feel uncomfortable, 
like an awkward golf swing. But the little bit of discomfort that you experience now can result in the rest of your life being filled with abundance, joy, and wealth. And once you're on your way, you'll bring others with you. Malcolm Gladwell wrote the famous line, You don't master anything without putting 10,000 hours in. This is true mastery. But turn this around and ask, What things have you done wrong for 10 years that you've mastered? Maybe you've mastered making yourself feel insecure or feeling regret, or not taking advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you. You've mastered the art of playing it safe, of avoiding trying something new, of telling others what to do, but not listening to their ideas. Whatever limiting habits you've mastered, it's okay. We've all done it, but luckily it won't take you 10 years to make a shift to get rid of them. But it does require action and some grit to go for it. I love Tony Robbins' quote, People will overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in five. I'm not saying it will take five years for change, but imagine the change that can happen in your life when you model those who are achieving at the highest levels. Simply put, you need to start adopting the success habits when you wake up tomorrow. At that moment when you roll out of bed and start the day, Start implementing habits so the trajectory of your life can shift, even if it's just an inch a day. But inches add up, and as you get further down the road and further away from the things that don't serve you, you draw closer to your purpose and the goals that you desire. Again, this isn't a magic money machine. You can't hit a button and money falls out. But if you apply these success habits, make the shift stick, and then practice them with grit, you will receive the closest thing to a money machine that exists in the world. Remember when you first shift a habit and the new way of acting seems weird, keep this thought in the back of your head. I'm not doing this to impress my peers. I'm doing this because this is my path. This is my destiny. Be assured, each time when you practice a proven success habit, it will feel less uncomfortable and will eventually become more and more familiar and soon will turn into an unconscious habit. The Better Life Challenge I know you want more, and you are willing to put in the time to achieve it. The proof of that is right in front of you. You've made it to the last chapter of this book, and if you're persistent about listening to a book until the end, it says a lot about you and your future. You're not the sort to give up. I know I've given you a lot to think about and do, but sometimes all you need is that one thing you got out of a book that makes all the difference. On many occasions in my life, one shift was all I needed to course correct. One slight shift today in direction makes all the difference tomorrow, and a year from now, and ten years from now. So right now, I want to challenge you to do something that will start that shift in motion and not let you fall back to your old habits and the status quo. I spent many days and nights researching and thinking through the best way to get you started on your new course and how to make it stick. One way is doing a 90-day sprint. It takes away this big, heavy chore of change and chunks it down to a doable goal. But I wanted something even easier to implement that you could do in minutes a day in addition to the 90-day sprint. It would be something that would anchor the shifts you need to make and you would barely notice they were happening. The result is a process you simply can't miss, an added feature of this book that will make what you learned stick and jumpstart you into action. 
Oh, and yes, I am ethically bribing you to use it as well. Bribes to get you to take action are not beneath me. To help catapult you into your new life, I have created the Better Life 30-Day Challenge at www.thebetterlife.com. I designed a specific quick action for you to do each day for 30 days. In just minutes a day, you will start reprogramming your habits effortlessly. Your mental energy and confidence will grow by leaps and bounds daily. You'll feel empowered, fueled to achieve your 90-day sprint goals and on course towards the life you once thought was unreachable. This challenge is specifically designed to ease you into it and not make you feel like you are making massive changes or sacrifices. Here are some of the quick challenges you will have during the 30 days. Day 5. Something kind for a stranger. Plus 2 points. Today's challenge is simple. Today I want you to do a kind act for a stranger. Buy lunch for someone randomly. Clean out a garage. Carry groceries. Help the homeless or simply smile at someone who looks like they need it. Day 15, plus 20 points. We're at the halfway point, the not-to-do list. By doing things we should not be doing, we are robbing ourselves of precious time needed for those projects and efforts that can catapult us to the next level. What are you doing now that should be eliminated? This experience helps cover it. So watch the video above and complete this exercise today. Day 17, plus 10 points. If you had no judgmental thoughts, no money concerns, and no time concerns, what would you do to create income? What is your dream job? What would you love to wake up every morning and do? Day 20, plus 10 points. Today I want you to do something courageous that you've been thinking about doing for years. And the best part about it is you will not only have the ability to transform your life in 30 days, you can challenge friends and family to do it with you and share it on social media, all of which earn you points, and those points can win you incredible gifts, basically huge ethical bribes to get you to take action. If you're ready to stop thinking about a better life and start living it, then go to www.thebetterlife.com and join the challenge today. Now is your time. I know this may seem to be a crazy time to be alive, but in reality, now is the best time in history to put these success habits to work for you. Remember, uncertainty, wars, depressions, oppression, epidemics, and crazy times have been around for thousands of years. But we must remember that those who had the right success habits prospered in every era. Now is the greatest time because it is the time you are alive and listening to this. You can't postpone putting these habits into action for one more day, one more hour, one more minute. If you say now isn't a good time, then what you are really saying is there will never be a good time. A month can fly by, and so can a year or ten years. Don't find yourself somewhere in the future trying to discover another book that could save you or take you to that next level. Don't wait ten years to go to an inspirational live event and try to start fresh at that point. Don't let someone else take your idea in business. Don't let someone else take the job you want. Now is the time. Your time. My grandmother's best advice to me, the grandmother who saved me, was don't stress about the things you can't change. I'd fail a test and she'd say, can you retake it? I'd say no. She would then say, 
then forget about it. Take another one, get a better score, and your grades will average out okay. Don't stress about the things you can't change from your past. Your past is simply research and development and the fuel for the great life ahead of you. Just let most of the past die and only bring along with you the things that serve your bigger future. It's crucial that you focus only on the things you can change and how you can create a better life for yourself now. You have the roadmap to implement strategies and habits that can take you where you desire. Can you implement all of them overnight? Absolutely not, but very quickly you will be astonished by the changes in your life as you make one small shift at a time. Start right now while you have momentum by taking the Better Life Challenge. Turn the wheel of life just an inch today and another tomorrow and watch as your life takes form as the life you always desired. Your journey can begin today on that road to your next level of life with abundance, prosperity, and happiness. This isn't a quick fix, but these are the strategies that have allowed not only me, but the most successful people in the world move to the next level, and now you have them in your hand. You now possess the habits for your success. Dig in, take action, be gritty over gifted, and show the world what you're made of. About Dean If Dean Graziosi can make it, so can anyone. His story should give people hope as well as realistic expectations that they too can reach their full potential and live their own version of the American dream. Born in a little town in upstate New York, about 70 miles from New York City, Dean was raised in a family with financial hardships. At one point, he even lived in a bathroom with his father. Struggling with minimal money, dealing with his parents' multiple marriages, and adjusting to over 20 moves by the time he was 19, Dean didn't have a chance to attend college, nor did he feel he was smart enough to do so. But after years of ongoing inspirational messages from his grandmother, Carmela Finizzi Post, Dean adopted the belief that he could do anything and that there were no limits. She implored him not to stress about the past, but rather invent his own future. Dean took the one asset he did have, determination for a better life, and went on to become an extremely successful entrepreneur, real estate mogul, multiple New York Times bestselling author, success trainer, and world traveler, speaking on stages with up to 15,000 people. He is the author of the best-selling books, Totally Fulfilled, Be a Real Estate Millionaire, 30 Days to Real Estate Cash, Your Town, Your Profits, and profit from real estate right now. Dean also has done a weekly wisdom video series on success every Monday for the last eight years, inspiring millions of people around the world. None of this would have happened without Dean's greatest gift, his past. From his dyslexia to his feelings of inferiority to growing up insecure because of financial struggles, Dean developed the unique ability to create easy-to-follow success recipes. It's been Dean's gift to share these techniques that can allow people to live life to their full potential. Dean lives in Phoenix, Arizona with his wife and two children. He coaches Little League, softball, and attends as many of his kids' events as humanly possible. He's also the creator of www.thebetterlife.com, a 30-day challenge that helps people make small shifts in their habits each day so that in 30 days, they can be on a path to wealth, abundance, and the life they deserve. You can call Dean's office at 
505-4200 to see if you'd qualify to work with one of Dean's high-performance success coaches to keep you accountable for your own transformation. Acknowledgements I believe that we reach our full potential and that level of life we desire by taking in information and gaining knowledge through experience, failure, and success. We evolve exponentially when we take action in the world, and all that knowledge and information becomes deeply embedded wisdom and gut instinct. At the start of this book, I dedicated it to my dear friends, Tony Robbins, Joe Polish, and Dan Sullivan because of the positive impact and shortcuts to success they have given me. But I also appreciate them for their journey, for their bravery of taking that knowledge and discovering the wisdom behind it all, and then selflessly sharing it with the world. I've learned from great teachers like them, as well as Dale Carnegie, Earl Nightingale, and Napoleon Hill. To that list, I would add Eckhart Tolle, Wayne Dwyer, Michael Singer, Brendan Burchard, David Bach. I could add many more names, but there isn't space enough to include all of them. Their transformative words, once digested into your soul, make it difficult to determine where their ideas end and yours start. As I wrote this book, as I wrote certain sections, I asked the question, where did this come from? Did I discover it through my own trial and error, through my failures, through my own success, or did I adopt it from others who trod that path before me? And at the end of the day, you realize that's what true deliverers of wisdom want. They're delivering you the roadmap to allow you to go faster once you integrate them into your own life, as I want to do the same for you. I did my absolute best throughout the book to share when I knew for sure where a given piece of wisdom or an exercise came from. I'm sure I missed acknowledging the source of some concepts, so here I'd like everyone who's been a part of mentoring me, from past business partners, authors, friends, to loved ones, to someone on the street who shared a good thought, to know that it's the cumulative effects of all of you that allow us to achieve success faster instead of trying to figure it out more slowly on our own. I also want to acknowledge the people that helped me put this book together. Running multiple companies, trying to be the best dad in the world, doing real estate deals, traveling the country speaking, and doing masterminds while still coaching Little League and softball, time can be in short supply. Without my nephew, Tanner Sheldon, helping me put this book together and coordinating a lot of the pieces, without Bruce Wexler helping me create clarity in each chapter and ensuring that the material flowed together, without my team in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Jeremy Gabbert, who's my right-hand man, I could not have produced a book as good as I believe this to be. To Nick Savakia, my CFO and friend, and all the people who work with me on a daily basis to allow me to shine, to allow me to live in my unique ability, to allow me to practice the success habits that can make me live to my full potential, I give thanks. I could never do it without them. In one of my earlier books, I quoted the phrase, It takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a village and a family to write a successful book and market it, promote it, and get it in the hands of the people who need it the most. Lastly, and most importantly, I acknowledge and appreciate the amazing family I have with my wife, Jonelle, and my daughter, Brianna, and my son, Brody. You are the light of my life. You are the reason I thrive, the reason I love, the reason I always want to evolve, 
to be a better man. No love could match what a father feels for his children. Thank you for the gift of being my kids.